wildfires that have been the worst in Canadian history. Uh, in Alberta, more than a million hectares have been burned since the beginning of our fire season, and that number is still growing. Uh, we're talking about extreme weather trends and just exactly what is going on. It's 4.05. Welcome back to the show. It's Chelsea on Ched. Uh, glad to have you here, Ched Nation. I this is a really important one because it feels like there's a story happening maybe in a different way in different parts of the country all of the time. The most latest one now coming from Nova Scotia, where they experienced massive flooding over the weekend. It's been getting a lot of attention because, of course, this is part of a summer where there's already been a lot of really extreme weather events. In the floods over the weekend, four people, including two children, went missing when the two vehicles they were traveling in were submerged with those floods. So the remains of a 52-year-old man from Windsor, Nova Scotia, and a second person's remains were found. Uh, police aren't disclosing the identities of all of the remains that have been discovered, but we're talking a really dangerous situation. So what's going on? We're going to get into it right now with our guest, who's a professor of geosciences at Simon Fraser University, Dr. John Clegg. Dr. Clegg, thanks for making the time. Really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, Chelsea. It's a pleasure to be with you. Help to kind of bring to light exactly what's been going on in Nova Scotia. I think sometimes we are, are a little guilty of thinking about the East Coast as sort of other than and a totally different <laughs> part of, uh, of, of our awareness. So what's exactly going on in Nova Scotia? Well, they did have this, uh, as you mentioned, this uh, terrible, terrible downpour. It was a deluge, actually. They received uh, the equivalent of what they would normally get in months within a 24-hour period. Um, and their you know, streams and their infrastructure weren't able to handle that. So the streams uh, reached flood stage very quickly, um, escaped over onto floodplains, some of which uh, were inhabited. Um, you know, people were trying to get out of these areas quickly, and they basically were crossing roads that were flooded, and that's where the tragic incidences that you mentioned happened, is their cars basically uh, became buoyant and floated away. It was just terrible. So to get that much rain in such a short period of time, is, how can something like that take place? I mean, there's a lot of conversation about climate change. There's a lot of conversation about El Nino. Can it be both? It, it can be, yes. Um, what we're seeing is uh, that, you know, climate is getting warmer globally, and um, we're seeing our oceans warm, um, and particularly off Atlantic Canada and the North Atlantic, um, the oceans are anomalously warm right now. And a warmer ocean generally means that you can have, you can support more moisture in the atmosphere above the ocean surface. You know, there's a link between kind of the atmosphere and the oceans through evaporation and then the transport of moisture-laden area towards the shoreline. And uh, so, you know, that's part of the story here. I think uh, it's an unusual event. Um, probably is going to be said to be, you know, an event that might occur once every 100 years or 200 years. But there there are questions about, you know, whether there's a climate footprint and all that, and that you do have these uh, warmer atmospheric flows. Um, we experienced one on our coast, you know, just two years ago, the atmospheric river event, which was catastrophic to British Columbia. Um, and the question that uh, scientists are kind of asking and they're actually asking it really strongly right now, is are these types of events going to become more common right. as, as our climate gets warmer? We're just kind of, we think, entering a stage where uh, climate is going to continue to get warmer over time. And uh, most scientists feel that, yeah, there is a link, you know, uh, not only with wildfires and, well, wildfires and floods in particular. 
and you know on on in british columbia and alberta well really all through canada yeah canada is having the worst fire season on record british columbia certainly is you know it's 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 almost catastrophic we got 500 wildfires burning in mainly in central and northern bc and i know northern alberta has also been badly hit by wildfires and that is a consequence of weather you know i mean in both british columbia in Alberta, you had a fairly uh, dry spring, um, and you had uh, warm, warm air, and all that. Both those conditions, you know, dryness and uh, warmth, tended more rapidly dry out the forest floor. So you're setting up conditions that do lead to inevitable fires. And if the forest is ultra dry, as it has been in Alberta and BC, um, you end up with wildfires that are more severe. They move faster you know i'm i'm aware of some wildfires in northern bc that advanced tens of kilometers you know 20 20 miles in a single day and you can imagine the difficulty of uh, even trying to contain fires like that so these are actually more severe fires as well as burning more more forest lands as well. Yeah, I mean, and it's not sustainable. We saw here in this province too, you know, forces were being called in from around the world to try to get a handle on what was and what was happening. And you know, it's just something that we simply can't do every single year after year, especially with the unpredictability of what they're going to burn, if it's land or if it's structures, people's homes or livelihoods. So obviously this is an issue we really need to be paying attention to. And yet I think when it comes down to really boiling it to its essence of climate change, there's still a lot of denial. There's still a lot of people that I think really staunchly want to defend, maybe from their own defensiveness, that this isn't anything to do with climate change. So let's just talk a little bit about the data here. Does the data suggest and support the fact that our our globe is getting warmer year after year? Oh yeah, there's there's absolutely no doubt about that. If you go to independent sources, you know, um, reputable agencies like uh, NOAA in the U.S. and the UK Climate Group, you know, these aren't biased individuals. They're actually monitoring what's happening to our climate and our land surface, and it's quite clear that we have experienced, you know, globally about a degree Celsius or maybe a degree and a half Fahrenheit increase in temperatures over the past, you know. 100 years or so. Now, that may not seem like much, but it's much, much higher in parts of the world. Like, you go to Arctic Canada, you talk to Inuit people, and there's no doubt there in their minds that their environment is changing, the climate is changing. It's it's amped up. It's like a climate system on steroids in in the Arctic compared to what it is in maybe Vancouver, where we do have a fair bit of climate denial. And yet, that denial, I think, is something we really need to address before it's too late or is it too late i want to talk a little bit more about what's really at stake here with you but we do have to take a very short break so if you'll patiently wait for just a few moments we're going to come right back into this conversation our guest is dr john clegg a professor of geosciences at simon fraser university we'll be back in three minutes we're talking about extreme weather events that have taken place this year and it looks like the trend is that they might keep happening if something isn't done about climate change seem to be the result of a lot of this, maybe in, in in hand in hand in conjunction with El Nino, but we're talking about the extreme weather trends that have taken place here on the, in the prairies, um, in Alberta, uh, the wildfire situation, the wildfire season that has been unprecedented, and now in Nova Scotia, a massive 
floods that have left some people dead. So what exactly can we do about all of this? We're getting into it right now with our guest. He's a professor of geosciences at Simon Fraser University, Dr. John Clegg. Dr. Clegg, thanks so much for sticking around on hold. I really appreciate your time today. Oh, no problem, Chelsea. We talked a little bit more about, or a little bit um, in the previous segment about how people tend to deny climate change. And Renee on the text line says, no one's denying climate change, but my taxes won't fix it. The climate has been changing for millions of years. And so I think this person brings up an interesting point that maybe that's not necessarily the strategy to try to get a handle on this. What do you think is? What do you think is going to serve as the ultimate wake-up call to get us to try to get a handle on it? Uh, well, that's that's a very good and uh, difficult question to answer. You know, I, I think there is resistance to change. Um, I think it's human almost to be resistant to change. Uh, but, uh, you know, we have benefited from, you know, the consumption of fossil fuels. I'd say a lot of, uh, you know, the growth and advances that we've seen over the industrial period, uh, we can we can basically attribute to fossil fuels. And um, people don't want to give that up easily for um, an alternative that they may feel uncomfortable about because it will involve major changes. So there's a connection there you know you have yeah. that resistance but also recognizing that there are going to be consequences uh, to continue along the path that we are and so what can we do well I think we have to continue um, to strive to make that transition I personally don't think it's going to happen quickly as quickly as people think it will uh, because there are risks and uh, there are technical challenges I know people say well we've got all the tools in place, but it's not that easy, really. So we are going to see uh, a continued reliance on fossil fuels for some time, but we need to accelerate this change, uh, be a little more creative and a little more open to it than we have been in the past. And uh, I think that's absolutely required. I think there's going to be tremendous uh, consequences, economic damage from these extreme events. And what is shocking to me is kind of the emergence of the scale of these events uh, that has happened in the past few years. I mean, it's not just Canada. You can look at what's happening in the Mediterranean. You know, there are places where it's becoming almost unlivable because it's so hot. It's hotter than it's ever been. And we've seen those conditions all through the southern U.S. Um, they're better equipped to deal with uh, drought and uh, heat, but they're, you know, they're still at risk from it. So, what again, what I kind of feel is that uh, we're seeing this change happen more rapidly than uh, maybe even scientists thought. And it's kind of giving us a lot of pause for thought as maybe we really do need to amp up or uh, to get going on making this change to more renewables as quickly as possible. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a lot at stake here. And no, I don't think anyone can deny that. Yeah, there is. And, uh, you know, Extreme events will happen. Sometimes they're natural. I know some of your listeners are going to say, well, we've always had extreme events, mm -hmm. but they are becoming more extreme and they're becoming more common on shorter timescales. And so in my view, the, the evidence is quite clear that climate has a fingerprint in that. Um, there are lots of other reasons that these disasters happen, you know, but um, I think we can look at climate as at least being a driver for these extreme events. Yeah, and on that note, 
noted, just kind of speaking about resistance, I'm, I'm not trying to put words in this in this listener's mouth. This text doesn't come with a lot of context. But as we're speaking, our listeners are texting in, and someone, uh, Dr. Clegg, says, is this the first time in history that the world has warmed up to this degree, suggesting that other weather events and extreme weather events have happened in the past? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, what kind of, if I, I'm a geologist, so I think about deep time, and climate has changed over long periods of time, but more slowly, what kind of a lot of people don't appreciate is how rapidly this is happening. It's happening on a human time scale, which we haven't seen in the past, in the geologic past. But there have been times, yeah, way back in, in the history of the planet where uh, climate has been much warmer than it is today. But that's not really relevant to the situation we find ourselves in now in a world with 8 billion people, yeah. highly complicated. You know, this is a unique situation that we're in now that's emerging very, very quickly. So going back to the beginning of our conversation, do you anticipate that any changes that we're striving towards um, will be fast enough to mitigate against more extreme weather events like the ones that we're seeing here in our very province or in places like Nova Scotia with the extreme flooding? Do you anticipate we're going to see at least a few more years of events like that? Uh, yeah, my straight answer, and I tend to be a straight shooter, is yes, we're going to see more of, more of those type of events um, because, uh, you know, the, the driver for this uh, warming climate is going to continue to warm, um, and I think we need to continue to try and make that transition as quickly as possible. But also, we need to kind of uh, adapt to a warmer climate. You know, we, made, we need to make sure that people are not as at risk as they are now from flooding or from wildfires. And that's that's a whole nother topic. You know, we could spend a lot of time talking about that. But there are measures that we can take to uh, reduce the impact of wildfires on people. Dr. Clegg, I know we could keep going with this conversation, uh, but unfortunately we don't have any more time. So I appreciate getting the insight that we could get from you while we had you. Uh, thank you so much for this. Uh, thank you, Chelsea. Of course. Take care. That's Dr. John Clegg, Professor of Geosciences at Simon Fraser University, talking about climate change and the correlation between wildfires that we've seen here in our province and in other parts of the country and the massive flooding that's taken place in Nova Scotia.